This podcast is brought to you by Church Society, a fellowship contending to reform and renew the Church of England in biblical faith. You'll find more information about Church Society and all the things that we do on our website, churchsociety.org. You'll also find there the full archive of the podcast. Well, welcome to this uh, Church Society podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm one of the regional directors covering the south and the southwest uh, corner of the country. I'm jo- joined by George Crowder, who, who's up in the north, uh, covering all of the north, it seems, by himself. And then also by Tony Cannon, who's uh, covering the southeast of the country. Between us, we are the regional directors for Church Society. And we're talking particularly today about uh, revitalization ministry. I'll explain, or somebody else will explain what that means in a minute. But this is something which is a real focus of our ministry. Focus not so much because we've seen it as a need, it is a need, but because we've seen it out there being done. So we're in a sense responding to what is out there. So I'm joined with these two gentlemen, there's no more need for me to talk. So I thought perhaps I might just start uh, by asking uh, two of you, whichever wants to speak, how would you define what is revitalization ministry? Uh, I could go first. I I think... um, some people have a very specific idea of what revitalization ministry is. Um, I've heard people talk about it in terms of church planting, that you can plant a, a fresh church or you can send a team to a, a church that's got some people in it already and that team can start revitalize the ministry of that church. Uh, and some people have that very specific def- definition. For other people, it's that uh, there is a church that uh, a minister goes to with his family and that church has some sort of issues it could be financial it, it, it could be that the, the minister wants to bring a particular theological perspective uh, a change in focus on mission to that place uh, but that the minister's family are going in and going on their own uh, uh, that for some people that's what it is uh, uh, for some uh, a, a church that is long been evangelical has sort of gone off the boil a bit and uh, and lost its way, and it uh, needs a new lease of life, uh, and that is revitalization ministry. Uh, and I think there are a lot of ways of looking at it, and it's all revitalization ministry. It's all min- a ministry that is coming in uh, to a church, recognizing that uh, there needs to be a new life, a new uh, a new lease of life. Uh, there needs to be change, and, and there needs to be management of that change. Uh, in some way Um, and when you look at it like that you know that um, it it seems like it's it's normal ministry and and I think uh, if we look at even specific cases of of revitalization ministry like a a turnaround parish um, there's a lot of uh, uh, you can learn even for in a parish that's uh, established from from that situation because some of the uh, issues and some of the challenges are, are very common, but perhaps more more extreme or more pronounced. So I think that's 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 how I understand revitalization ministry. And George, is it fair to say that um, not all churches would necessarily think of themselves as needing? revitalization i'm thinking i'm i'm in a rural corner a wonderful lovely rural corner of england uh, i'm in a benefice here of five parishes there are things which we need to do there but they didn't see themselves as in need of revitalization they just see themselves as in the mainstream of the church of england uh, i think that's a fair point 
And uh, it may be the only only that the minister thinks that there's a revitalization church, and that is something that we have become very aware of. Thanks, Tony. Um, I said at the top of this that we've one of the reasons why we've uh, got into this is because we've realised there's so many people out there doing this kind of ministry. What, what sort of stuff have you found as you've spoken to people and been on the phones and been at conferences? Um, I think what I've found is um, just this wonderful sense of uh, keeping in step with the spirit. And, you know, two years ago, none of us probably even realised this was going on. A vague idea it probably might be and would need to be. Um, and increasingly, we're finding more and more people doing it. Um, and and it's very varied. We've just recently um, sent out a, a questionnaire, like a little survey amongst the 110 or whatever it is, uh, ministers we've, we're in contact with doing this work asking them about their situation you know what kind of churches what kind of area how much staff have you got how much support have you got all that sort of issue and it's very very varied there really isn't a vanilla flavor that applies to everybody or indeed to many so it's a very varied uh, revitalization ministry and that makes it feel very exciting slightly trickier for us to support and help because people in very different situations. But the thing that is really um, striking me as that they have in common is very often a sense of aloneness. I'm never quite sure if that's a proper word, but they really do feel quite on their own. And even though they are very firmly conservative, evangelical, reformed, orthodox Anglicans, um, there's a sense in which many of their colleagues who they would normally find fellowship with are running something very different um, and don't have to put the bins out every Sunday in their little church and do a thousand um, grave allocation applications. So it's just a question of um, getting to know them and, and supporting them, but also getting them to support each other. That's really quite key, I think. I was dealing with grave allocations just this morning. And is it fair to say that there's more out people out there doing this kind of ministry than perhaps we first anticipated? It does seem to be quite widespread. I think that's very fair to say. I, I, I'm in the, when we were discussing this in the early days, uh, I thought there might be maybe two dozen out there, but really uh, isolated, as Tony says, and really worth connecting with and connecting to. Uh, so we thought we'd do a, a webinar for them. And, and through that webinar initiative, we connected with many, many more. Uh, uh, overwhelming, really, how many. Uh, and... There are probably more than that just outside of our circles of influence and networks and, uh, and whatever. Uh, and so it has been a discovery of something that has been going on. Uh, and because of the isolated nature of it, it's not something that is a, a united campaign or, 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 or you know, some great uh, mission that people, are, <laughs> somebody said, let's all do this. Uh, it, it's something that as God has laid on the hearts of people. And, it, and at the same time, laid on the heart of many other people. Uh, and so it, it's, it's really wonderful to discover God at work here, inspiring people to do something that is not that attractive, it's not that easy, it's quite difficult. Uh, and that has been a, a, a great encouragement to me. One of the interesting things I found talking to various uh, ministers is quite a lot of them, their sense of direction and guidance from God to this kind of work, as opposed to, a, let's call it normal evangelical ministry, the Church of England, whatever that's meant to mean, has been really quite early. So quite a number of them, for example, I'm thinking of a couple of guys 
who heard about it um, whilst doing Cornhill training course before they even went through the selection process for ordination. Others have heard about it and sensed a real calling um, whilst at college training, pre-curacy, before they became a curer anywhere else. So although for some of them it's just, oh, that job looks interesting, um, for, for quite a number it's been a real sense of calling on their life um, and even visiting one of the theological colleges recently, someone was saying to me, uh, that that area of ministry seems to resonate in my heart even this early. So that's quite interesting too, isn't it? I remember being at a, a Proclamation Trust Ministers Conference, and it can't be more than eight years, seven, eight years ago, perhaps something like that. And they were talking then about how there were so many ordinance coming through from evangelical circles, including uh, Orthodox Reformed Evangelical Circles. Um, and they were saying, well, where are we going to put all these curates? Because there won't be enough curacy positions in evangelical churches. Many will have to go to curacies and then particularly to take on parishes that don't have an evangelical tradition. And I think what we're seeing is the outworking of God's wonderful calling of many uh, evangelicals into ordained ministry in the Church of England. Thanks. So, if that's what the kind of ministry is, that's what the kind of need that we found out there for, for networking people. How, how are we responding? George, do you want to say something about our response to this norm and what that might be? Yeah, I mean, this is something I, I think that has started happening already. Um, and certainly Tony noticed it straight away and and got onto it in that the uh, the connection that we felt when we had people in, in webinars and and then in the follow-up survey that Tony did um, led to some people saying, well, can't we connect a bit more uh, between webinars? Because we only have the webinars every two months. And and that led to a, a WhatsApp group starting. And Tony, you were right of the, involved in the in that, weren't you? Mm. Yeah, that's been very interesting. We we. We just floated that as an option. But of course, it did need someone who would organize the thing. Um, and for the first couple of webinars, everybody wanted to join it. and Nobody wanted to run it. Um, and then after, I think it was the January webinar, uh, two guys said, I'll be happy to do that. And um, that's what they're doing. They set up a WhatsApp group um, using the WhatsApp chat app on their phones. But as a group, it means um, if you've been invited to be on it, and any of them can be, um, anything that is posted by one of the ministers is seen by the others and they can chip in or something or not. And it's increasingly being used. And just I spent, I just tend to mainly watch it and occasionally say something holy, but mainly I just watch it. And what I'm seeing is the guys really encouraging each other. Um, and by which I mean, quite often someone posts something oh my goodness, this has just happened. I'm feeling completely out of my depth, no idea, praying for wisdom, any ideas, guys. Um, and others are just chipping in, often just simply, I'm, I've got no wisdom, I'll pray for you. But then, then gradually, you start to get a trickle of really wise counsel coming in. And that sense of aloneness, you know, when, when something hits the fan, seems to be dissipating amongst the guys involved because they've got this group very safe, trustworthy group that they can just put stuff out. And sometimes it's just, hey, we've had 20 children turn up to our holiday club. We thought we had four coming, you know. So it's it's praise it's, and it's wisdom and it's prayer. Yeah, great. 
I think also we've seen a bit of um, very practical legal stuff coming up on on there as well. I'm thinking of one particular issue where um, over a marriage where it wasn't quite sure about the legal status. Somebody else seemed to know what the legal status was and could point to it. And, and that kind of helpful practical advice as well, because certainly these are things which you wouldn't necessarily want to phone your archdeacon about, um, if, even if your archdeacon would know the answer. But there is usually somebody out there who's who's had this issue before who can just give you some guidance. So I think you're, you're right, it has been a, a useful thing so so it's fair to say that norm then which is network of revitalization ministries have i got that right yes with an s on the end ministries uh, so this kind of network is is really for people in that kind of turnaround what used to be called turnaround revitalization maybe mainstream the church of england sort of non-evangelical setting it's not just if you happen to be in rural or if you happen to be in a church which is going broke or you happen to be in a church which is split, it's a wide range of things. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and 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 I think it's fair to say uh, from the WhatsApp group, it's already happening. People are in all those different situations. They're all able to encourage one another and there's some really good stuff to share. Uh, so we, we already have a network that we just want to name, uh, Network of Vitalisation Ministries, Norm, uh, and then expedite this useful forum. Uh, a, a simple way to do that is to get some of these people who have said I've had this situation or I've done this and this is what happened, just to write three or four hundred words about it and we'll put that together in a newsletter. And and if you're a part of the network, you, you get the benefit of that uh, um, every so often, maybe every two months, maybe every month. Uh, uh, we, we certainly see a, a lot of benefit in that because just being on the WhatsApp group is hugely beneficial for that reason. And some themes do emerge, and that's essentially what we're covering in the webinars: is uh, is these themes that are quite common across the board, and and just uh, saying something encouraging about uh, on those themes would be good to share uh, across a network. Can uh, so I check in? Sorry, George. Can I chuck in something about the wives of these guys? Because um, one of the ministers who came along for the first time just before Christmas to one, he wrote afterwards and said, uh, I so nearly didn't come because I thought I really haven't got an hour and a half of my time. I'm too busy. And at the last minute I did. And I think it's been one of the most useful things I've been to for a long time, mainly because, he said, I saw other ministers talking about my situation. And I've not been able to find people doing ministry in my kind of situation before. So that was really helpful. But the really perhaps the most interesting thing was he said, I was talking to my wife about it over tea. And she said, oh, I wish there was something for people like me. Wives who are supporting and encouraging and going through a lot of the grief with their husbands who are the ministers there and have got particular issues and battles and struggles. Um, and she said, can we not put something on? for us so long story short three of the wives including chris your wife mary three of the the wives of ministers in revitalization situations organized a webinar for themselves and lee gatis uh, spoke very helpfully um and it's been great and would you believe it there's a whatsapp group that's been formed and they're chuntering along uh, quite happily together and no i'm not on that one so i don't see what they're talking about but that's probably good and it's just it's just that sense of it broadening out. And for them, it was so similar. They just were alone and really wanted to engage with other women, other wives, other mothers who knew what they were experiencing 
you know, knew what they were going through. Been very interesting. And in fact, the next webinar, George, the topic has come out of them rather than from your little grey cells. Um, and we're looking at success and failure and, and what that looks like in ministry, what it looks like in revitalization ministry, and how we cope with the fact that different people and different organizations and even our own head at different times um, comes up with different criteria for am I succeeding? Are we succeeding or are we totally failing and rubbish? Um, a really big issue. Yeah, thanks. And so that that's what it is. That That's who it's for. What What's the hope then of this, uh, this network? Um, well, I, I think I've got, well, I've got four hopes for it. Uh, um, but mainly to raise the profile of revitalization ministry uh, for the benefit of, of lots of people. Uh, firstly, um, just as Tony was saying before, there are some people who are thinking about this quite early on, uh, you know, just thinking about going into ministry and then they're actually thinking about revitalization ministry. And, and so they need support and encourage, encouragement and, and to be equipped uh, and, and to be inspired, uh, to, to be helped along the, the, the process of, of uh, training uh, all the way through. So that, that is a very important aspect right at the beginning. Uh, secondly, uh, because of it's uh, an alone sort of ministry, it's isolating, it's to give revitalization ministers a, a fraternity for fellowship. Uh, it, it can be lonely. Uh, I hope that it's not anymore. Uh, we, we've seen how the WhatsApp group has blessed people, uh, and it's a real boon uh, just for prayer uh, and knowing that people are praying who understand the situation that we're in. Uh, thirdly, to have um, visible representation in the evangelical constituency and the wider church. So, uh, again, we've all been saying this, that it's perhaps not as well understood by people who aren't in this kind of ministry. And it'd be really helpful if it was better understood and, and represented so that when we, we, we think about the next steps for anything, we're thinking about revitalization ministry perspective, uh, church growth strategy and, and changes and things. Uh, it'll give an important dimension to proposals for future of church structures, whether that's in response to the financial pressure on diocese or, or, or in response to doctrinal issues. Uh, you need to think about how revitalization churches are going to fare when you when you when those things happen, and those are big things that are happening. And finally, um, and this is something that is on the heart of every revitalization minister is raising the profile of revitalization churches will hopefully draw in people to support them if they move into the area or if they're thinking about what they want to do next in their lives. Maybe come and support a revitalization church ministry and, and move in and, and help out. I think that would be a very important thing. Um, we've been asked about that a fair bit. Thanks. And I think that sense of practical help as well is there, which is, via the WhatsApp group will also come out of that as as we do support each other in those things like faculties, those things like graveyard applications and reading accounts and all that stuff. You may not be very good at it, but there will be somebody else who will be. So uh, so hopefully all the appetites have been whetted. Hopefully people are champing at the bit to get involved. So I suppose the obvious question is how, how, would, how do you join? How do you go about joining? And I suppose the simple answer to that is you, you just get in touch with one of us. Um, the easiest way to do that is is via email. Uh, George is george at churchsociety.org. Is it org or org UK? 
org right so it's george at churchsociety.org tony's is tony at churchsociety.org i'm chris at churchsociety.org you can see the pattern there but i think just get in touch and see how you can get involved and how we can support you and also how you can support others as we've said this is very much a growing um part of evangelical ministry within the church of england and i have to say that i was at the banner of truth conference um earlier this week and they were also talking about revitalization ministry so it's a widening part a growing part of evangelical ministry and i guess that makes sense as the church in this country struggles that there's going to be much more revitalization that is needed so don't put it off don't think that you're by yourself. Don't struggle. Uh, get in contact with one of us. We can then get you in contact with all sorts of other people. And together, together we shall build, or at least uh, follow as God builds the kingdom of God in these rather unusual and unevangelical parts of the Church of England. Can you believe that such places exist? I think, Tony, are you waving at me? Because your hand I'm waving. You are yeah, waving. I'm waving. Good. Yes, this is my hand, but it doesn't come over very well on audio, does it? Just to say that, you're, you're saying about others are thinking about the same thing. Uh, the Renew Conference organization also have been thinking quite a bit about this. And there's a lot of people who are involved in both. And so we are now doing these jointly with Renew rather than two organizations doing the same thing. So that's really quite encouraging and exciting um, that it's not just church society. Um, it is the wider uh, organizations within our constituency. A very easy way in to explore whether you'd like to be involved is to come to a webinar. The next webinar is on the 10th, on Tuesday the 10th of May. Uh, we're talking about success criteria, as, as we said before. Uh, but we're also launching. Uh, it's a launch event for, for, for Norm. And uh, as with every webinar, there is a follow-up uh, questionnaire. Uh, and that is an easy way to connect with, with the network and with lots of other things that we're doing. So if you just want to uh, have, a, have a soft lead-in, uh, come to a webinar. And, and that is an easy way to get involved uh, and to be able to join in with Norm. Give us a rundown of what actually happens at these webinars, George. How long uh, they are, you know, how much food is provided via Zoom. <laughs> so we meet at one o'clock. We finish by half two, so they're an hour and a half long. Um, the first part is where we uh, we look at one of those themes, one of those uniting themes that uh, uh, that we've we've all experienced, uh, and have a, a biblical reflection on that, a theological reflection on that, and and hopefully an encouraging reflection to keep us going. Uh, then we have a, a an interview, uh, and this time we're interviewing a couple, isn't that great? Uh, who are in ministry and talking about uh, that, that uh, their perspectives are on 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 uh, success and failure and on revitalization ministry. Uh, and then we have some questions uh, from the floor for for, the, for, the, for everybody, uh, and that's that's very helpful. And then we have some time for discussion and prayer, uh, um, a good amount of time for that in in groups, which we try to make uh, regionally based, so that you're not too far away from the people that you're speaking to in the breakout rooms. So that's the, that's the rough uh, rough order of things on the on the webinar. Great. Well, you've heard what this is. Don't uh, hold back. Do feel free to get involved. And as uh, George has said, the easiest way to do that is just to join the webinar. And to join the webinar, again, the best thing is to email us and we can sort of send you the Eventbrite link to it and you can fill in some details there. I think that's it. I've got churchyard applications to uh, sort out, but Tony's waving to me again. 
Well, just one sort of non-revitalization thing, I thought it'd be worth just flagging up because it's, it's kind of new and just happened. As part of church society, we, have, we hold the, the uh, patronage for uh, a shed load of um, parishes across the country. And they're all dealt with by the church society trust and the church society trustees who help parishes find new vicars at times of retirement or moving on. So, but the issue is fine and all covered. But what hit me this past week is someone from our constituency who's in a church where they've not been able to get to a point of changing uh, to church society as their patrons. But he's moving on after 12 years and his wardens and PCC really feel in need of a bit of support, encouragement and hand-helding. The kind of stuff that the church society patronage board would do if it was one of theirs. So that's something I'm doing as a regional director. And that's a very interesting and I think quite exciting area of ministry. It's all to do with the succession planning. It's all to do with this whole process of uh, making sure that the gospel continues to be faithfully preached and taught and lived and prayed in every parish in our land. I thought I'd just chat that in before you go and dig your holes in your graveyard, Chris. Thank you very much, Tony. Very apt to end something on revitalization ministry about talking about what you do when you leave it. So there we are. Right. Well, gentlemen, I think that's us done. So uh, thank you all for, for listening. And as we say, do get involved, get contact one of us, and we'd love to see you at the webinar uh, on the 10th, 10th, 10th of May. Cheerio then. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Church Society podcast. You can find the whole podcast archive on our website, churchsociety.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your usual podcast app. And we'd love it if you are able to leave a review or give us a rating over there as well. Mm-hmm.